Welcome to Booth in Episode Quad Zip 7. Before we make this thing go, let's get a little boom bap in here. Both of Both Both When I'm both I don't always spit the truth in. Sometimes I omit the truth and it sound truthless. If I was signed, I'd be more like easy. I'm ruthless because I lost my mind and now I'm feeling toothless. The dragon, imagine. Even if I had an American flag in my front yard, I wouldn't wave it with passion. They asked me if I'm acting. I tell them that I'm really going to get it back to the future before I start subtracting. Welcome to Boothin. That's a little spittle for you. And I call it a little spittle because this is a podcast which infuses storytelling, uh, metaphysical meanderings, and uh, guttural gesticulations in the form of burps and body gas into an amalgamation of freestyling and yip yawn. So I am y'all, y'all. I'm your host indefinitely. And, uh, just a little show update on math. Um, I mentioned a week ago, I believe, that it would take 20 years to reach the uh, the 10 digit setup we have with the 00007, for example. And um, I had some more math minded individuals get back to me and inform me it would be 200 years if I continue at this current pace. But uh, hey, you know, I'm. I'm I was going to say I'm not one to give up, but uh, I'm a notorious quitter. So I do love doing this. So I'm going to hang around. But, um, you know, 200 years. I mean, what do you think I am? Moses or something? Anyways, how's your week? You know, how are the holidays shaping up. You a little bit bummed. Have you, have you done your Christmas shopping? Have you made plans for the new year? Have you made plans for after the new year? What those resolutions? Have you decided what resolutions you're not going to pursue? Have you ranked them in order of importance in which you will loathe yourself for not following through to the minutia of resolutions such as I'm going to drink diet sunbeam. sunbeam. I'm going to drink diet sundrop. Instead of Diet Coke. Versus, you know, I'm going to stop chain smoking Newports. Uh, how's that shaping up? Are you looking forward to seeing your family? Are you not looking forward to seeing your family? Am I going to keep asking you questions even though I can't hear your answers and you probably have zero to no desire to answer them? Nah, probably not. So let's get into it. I'm going to keep it pretty short this week. I have this head cold thing going on. Uh, it is the Tuesday. It's the night before these things drop. Um, you know, classic y'all, y'all here. I, I started off, I'd record Sunday nights. Uh, then I ended up on Mondays. And now I've just found excuses to record the night before. Uh, trying to change that. Maybe that's one of my resolutions of a higher ranking. Um, I don't know. Resolutions are just, they're just Jumanji to me. You know, it's just. Robin Williams in the forest. Spoiler alert. He ain't there, man. But, hey, you know, I, uh, I, I, my week's been pretty good. You know, uh, 
and I'm having this thing. I've I, yeah, I listened to these things a couple times, and I've already said the the phrase so many times, but I have a goal to not say you know so much because I don't know what you know, you know. Dang, but it's one of those things. It's like the uh, the is it called the Streisand effect or the Barbara. Uh, Let's see if we can get a little Google on that. Uh, There was a celebrity who had a photo of her house taken. And she bugged out. Yeah, the Streisand effect. Okay. Uh, It says it's a phenomenon whereby an attempt to hide, remove, or censor a piece of information has the unintended consequence of publicizing the information more widely, usually facilitated by the internet so streisand if i remember correctly she had like a photo of her house uh i don't even know what it was clocked into but it was one of those things that had little to no uh views and then her lawyers uh went crazy and you know naturally people i mean it's one of those things it's like hey don't look at can you not look at that big old gap in my teeth or hey don't look at my walleye or hey, could could you mind not looking at my cellulite biceps? Okay, it just makes me extremely self conscious, and people might try to honor it, but they might not have even noticed it initially. You know, people are so caught up in their own world. And uh, there's a photo with Beyonce where that happened. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. If not, just look up like Beyonce crazy face or Beyonce Streisand effect. But anyways, if you're listening to this, you're probably around my demo. That means you're probably used to the demo the internet's been serving us up. So I'm trying to censor myself a little bit, uh, but it's making it like every other phrase in my mind just makes me want to say, you know. And I had the same thing happen in the first couple episodes. I kept saying, you know, praise God or that's the Lord's work. And I listened to a lot of Theo Theo Vaughn, um, and I'm trying not to be a copycat. I'm trying to be a meerkat, you know, maybe just pop my head up once in a while, take a peek around, disappear. You don't know where I'm coming from. You know, maybe it's like a game of whack-a-mole. You think you got things down, Pat, but you forget, you know, there's a hidden compartment. I'm just waiting to surprise myself from time to time. Anyways, that's about where my headspace is. Uh, I had two topics i really want to address this week and i can't think of a smooth transition uh but this person i'm about to talk about was not a very smooth man now i don't know this guy's government or actually i'm lying i do but i'm not gonna call him by that i'm gonna call him by the name he told me i uh i met this guy in chapel hill who went by the name knowledge Let's think about introductions. Uh, he lived, he, my former roommate, uh, one of my best friends in the world, uh, ukulele Bob, uh, had this house that was kind of like a duplex, I guess. It was like split in half. And then there was like a basement dwelling as well. So I guess it was like tri, a trifectaplex. And uh, this guy, Knowledge, was his neighbor. He lived with his sister. Knowledge lived with his sister. Not to keep these compounding pronouns confusing. 
and I'll start off with how he introduced himself to my buddy Austin. Now, all you really need to know about Austin is that he's a big guy, you know, tall. Not so, you know, he's not like big, but he's just like six foot four. You know, he's a, a sturdy A-town dude. He's from Atlanta. Uh, he's the man. But anyways, knowledge meets him. Kind of looks him up and down. And the first thing knowledge says to introduce himself uh, as he looks over to Bob, Bobby, whatever you want to call him. I'll just call him Bobby. And he says, hey, that's a big boy. And Bobby's like, yeah, yeah. And then knowledge says, yeah, a, like, got a lot of meat. Got a lot of places to stab. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things where you don't know how to take it. Now, I wasn't in the room for this, but I heard this from both Austin and uh, Bobby. And that's an introduction. I mean, is that's like a great introduction to knowledge because it's one of those people where you don't know how to really take him. And I don't keep in touch with this guy. He never... I don't, I don't want, he never did me wrong. You know, he just did wrong things from time to time, but, uh, he kept it interesting. He was from Trenton, Trenton, New Jersey, uh, which to tell you a couple things in and of itself. And, um, he was gang affiliated. So I don't really want to use the name of the gang, but it's a gang that can be used as a verb. Actually, it's a very versatile a gang name. I'm going to call the gang the Snaps. And so, you know, he repped the Snaps very well. And let's say Snaps exclusively wear uh, yellow and the, you know, the Daps on the other side exclusively wear turquoise. He wouldn't ever be caught dead wearing the rival uh, cruise color. So he was a diehard Snap. He had kind of had an autopilot to his uh, general like presence. So no matter what you asked him or how his day actually went, if you said, hey, uh, Knowledge, what's up, man? How's it going? He'd just say, snapping all day. And it's like, hey, man, well, what'd you get into today? I mean, he could have went and had wisdom tooth surgery. He could have walked on the moon. He could have found, you know, a cooler with $10,000 in ones sitting on the side of the freeway as he walked home. And the first thing he tell you is he was snapping all day. Now, I don't have a, any particular problems. And I, I contemplated, like, trying to come up with a different name for him. But, I mean, let's be real. My listenership is minuscule and... I don't think he'd be particularly mad. Actually, whatever. Can't live in fear. Speak your truth is what they might say in this moment. But anyways, he was snapping all day. And at first I thought it was like malarkey, you know, a bunch of hakahui. Just because I've met a lot of people uh, growing up and not really when I was in college because I went to UNC. But... I just met people who say they're affiliated and it's more often like an older sibling who might know someone and they might actually have been affiliated. I never 
uh, ran the streets. I never even jogged them. Hell, I, I don't even know if I walked them much. I, I kind of throw a lawn chair on the side and just let the, uh, the pedestrians, the occupants, the individuals of the streets peruse their path and I'll just kind of take notes for where things are going. But, you know, he kind of proved me at the very least, he was so real, you know, that he like, he was what he said he was because he thought he was, he acted the way uh, you'd expect someone who's snapping all day to act. But you got to respect in and of itself. I mean, if you are gang affiliated in a, uh, they call Chapel Hill, like it's like a public Ivy, you know, it's like a well-respected university. But if you're gang affiliated in that area, I mean, it takes some effort. You know, it's not easy. I don't even think it'd be easy anywhere else. I think maybe the ease would be from like the lack of respondent uh, crime. You know, if somebody's from the Daps and they see a snap on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, I don't think things are going to pop off. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, he, he faked it till he made it. And he was an alcoholic, that aside. He didn't have a car. He needed to get places from time to time. Now, if he was walking, he called it snapping. So he's like, you know, I snapped up and down Franklin Street all day. And he had a real gruff voice. Uh, so he was also just like a big smoker, you know. And once in a while, I'd give him a ride when I'd have like a borrowed vehicle in the vicinity. Uh, so I had the, the Buick LeSabre up there for a little bit around this stretch. And I'll never forget the time he had like a niece and a nephew, his daughter's kids. And he, uh, he's like, Hey, can you take me to the teeter? And he brought his nephew with him. Now I didn't have like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. The teeter was really just to walk away, but well, you know, I don't like walking everywhere. I can be sympathetic. So I take him to the teeter. I'm kind of walking around with him. He grabs two, I believe they were natural ice, like 24 ounces. You know, not the tall boy, but like the gargantuan guzzlers. Not the not them thick 40s, but, you know, uh, like a Paul Bunyan, brawny, brawny man type, you know, Larry, them Larry Bird's them tall sippers and you know whatever it's not surprising and i didn't care and i probably had some miller high life 12 pack like six bucks back then <sighs> champagne and beer baby but uh he had a nephew with him and then you know he's like oh, i got man, nephew gotta use the bathroom i was like well, all right whatever you know i will peruse the free samples because at this time i would just i mean i was i was an animal they used to have these like sliced apples and I would just go wild. And this was a lower point in my life. They also had the cookies that were for the kids. You know, kids, take one only. Bet, dude, I'd get I'd get in there, man. Get you a little four stack or five stack. Get you some apples. So I thought, hey, I'll just go peruse the samples. But he carried the beer into the restroom with him uh, when he was taking his nephew to use the bathroom. And I thought that was a little bit 
you know, uh, unorthodox in terms of grocery shopping. You generally try to leave your merchandise somewhere, you know, maybe just set it in the dairy section, set it with some yogurt, keep it cool. And I guess I didn't even realize like a, a manager or a worker for the store. I think he was like a manager. I mean, what does that even mean? You're in grocery stores. The head honcho, but he's not like loss prevention. Uh, he, he had the shiny name tag and he followed knowledge and his nephew into the restroom. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. But I saw knowledge carry the, uh, the, the two beers in there. So then I just kind of started to linger on the outer edges, kind of like uh, somebody fluffs a mean air biscuit, you know, but you enjoy their company. So you might just get out of that radial contamination, that uh, spectral flare. <laughs> don't want to go nose blind. Don't want to dewy cox it, but you don't want to abandon all hope. So I just kind of stayed in the periphery. I kept a, you know, the corner of my eye open and like maybe two minutes later i see knowledge kind of rush out he's not holding the beers anymore uh you know kind of dragging his nephew along not dragging he was walking with him. i mean he i never saw him do anything physically harmful uh just he was hurrying with the kid and he's like all right we gotta go now anytime somebody says we gotta go Ah, you know, you could take it a lot of different ways, but for me, I I had a hunch because I knew he was snapping all day. I mean, it was probably you know four in the afternoon at this point. Let's say even if you're sleeping in, he was snapping for six hours. Uh, I, and at that time, he was working at you know like a, a chain restaurant for a little bit. And so he could have worked the breakfast shift. I mean, he could have been snapping overtime at this point. I'm talking 10, 12 hours. And at that point, you start to get a little bit sloppy. You just work, no breaks. I mean, you're snapping all day, as he would say. I mean, OSHA regulations call for breaks, but, you know, true snapper snaps as needed. So... He was snapping all day and we left and I was like, Hey man, like what happened in there? What's up? And he's like, Oh, you know, I just you know, had to have a drink. Okay. A little unusual. I was like, well, what's up? What happened when the manager went in there? He's just like, well, you know, he stood there and I just stood in the stall with my nephew and I, I just chugged <laughs> the drinks and apparently the manager is kind of, uh, you know, uh, like, sir, excuse me, sir. I, I noticed you, you brought uh, beer into here, sir. And knowledge wasn't having any of that. He was just, you know, I mean, you if you drink 48 ounces of top shelf swill beer, and, you know, it was probably like two minutes, a minute, probably two minutes, because you understand how the compression of time gets stretched out in those tense moments, how you're, you know, you can drive to work and not even remember how you got there. But 
that minute when you're tearing open an acceptance letter or a rejection letter to a university seems like infinity. That glimpse when you contemplate whether it's the right moment to lean in for a first smackerel with that SO, that potential SO, that date seems like forever. That moment where somebody, you know, takes a pregnancy test and they're waiting for it to pop up. I mean, those things drag out. I've, you know, that's, that lasts longer than the Irishman sometimes. So I don't know exactly how long it was, but he, he drank them quick. And uh, I guess you don't really have time to be, you know, bothered with authority figures when you got beer to drink. And I mean, I respect that. That's uh, I mean, my only qualm with the whole thing was him having the kid as a kind of a shield. You know, you like he knew what he was doing uh, by having the kid there. They weren't going to. I mean, you know, it's two beers. Uh, the the guy wasn't a loss prevention agent, so the the worst he would do and maybe call the law and they'd be gone. Of course, at that point, I realize as I'm peeling out of the area that I'm complicit in this sketchy. <laughs> I don't even know if it's shoplifting, shop swilling, shop guzzling, shop shooting, uh, shop chugging, and I mean nothing ever came of it. Of course. But that that was when I realized, oh, this dude, he's snapping all day. He's the real deal. And I, I've mentioned, I think, on the past podcast or two that I'm listening to uh, a podcast about Biggie and Tupac. And I've had Tupac on the mind. And this whole long, you know, roundabout is leading me to uh, talk about the day Tupac died. Now, this is one of my favorite stories knowledge ever told me. And he was in Trenton at this time. And I I, I remember asking him, because he was telling me a story about how, you know, Junior Mafia used to, he said they were really grimy. That like they, and I don't, I mean, I, I was a, you know, a doe-eyed 21 year old or something like that so he could have I mean he could have pissed into my ears and called it the golden age of hip hop and I probably would have found a rhythm in it you know what I mean so take it don't even take these words with a grain of salt in fact imagine that I have a bowl of salt and the element of truth within that might be the uh, grain of rice meant to absorb the uh, moisture leaking through the cracks in this story Anyways, I asked him what it, what it was like when Tupac died. And he brought up Pac somehow. You know, I love hip hop. Uh, I'm going to talk more about music, but I'm trying to keep these things evergreen. Uh, and I'll never forget how he described it. He said he found out. He was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use his voice here. He's like, hey, here's what happened. What, the day I found out Pac died, I blanked. Now, it's like, well, what does he mean by blank? Blank means a lot of things. And when you're in the South, even though he was from Trenton, he kind of started to gain them Southern inflections by this point. You know, blank could be blanked, and blank could just be winking with both your eyes. So he blanked. And I'd never heard a story like this exactly, but it he uh he apparently blacked out. Like he would I asked him, you know, like, were you super drunk or something? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, nothing out of the, you know, 
Not really. He just had a blackout from rage. And apparently when he came to, he was three or four blocks from his original, uh, you know, where he heard the news. And he was being restrained by his buddies. They were like holding him down. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. And he he came to and he what what happened? And they're like, dude, you just blanked out, man. <laughs> and it, his claim now, you know, remember we got a bowl of salt here, and this might just be a little little spittle in the a little spittle in the hen house. His claim is that he blanks out, he loses it when he finds out Pac died, and he goes into this sort of like Terminator esque. You know, just he he his words were he just started knocking mother flippers out. Now, his claim is that in a three or four block length, and blocks are nothing to to blink at, that he knocked out like he was just punching everybody along the path, and he doesn't remember it at all. So when he came to, he was kind of in the in the wreckage of his war path. He just snapped out, just Trenton style, snapping all day, blanked out. And I mean, I don't think I'm really doing the story justice because I'm not him. He could really weave a web. But I just think that story, whether or not it's true, is a testament to the cultural value that Pac had for people. That even if it didn't happen like this, even if he just like blanked out, and crapped his pants and you know kicked a a stray cat uh well he wouldn't have done that i don't even know why i said that i'm feeling exploitative by even telling this story but uh whatever it is i've just always thought this was interesting that he that the fact that he made if he did this or if he made this story up the fact that pox's death had such an impact that he's been you know pushing this he might have just punched one or two people. Might have just been a flake of snow, and he just keeps pushing it, pushing it through his mind. You know, now he has a snowball. He knocked out two, two people, and he uh, kicked the door of a car, and the guy got out and knocked him out. You know, pushing that snowball. Okay, now we got a, a snowman's head. You know, pushing it. Now he's knocked out everyone out on a one block basis. Keeps pushing, drudging along, picking up you know, particulates. And by the end of it, by the time he got to me, you know, uh, I don't even know how many years after the fact this was. It was like 2012, so you can do the math. He had a full-blown snowman. Maybe not full-blown Calvin and Hobbes-esque snow massacre sculpture that he's created just from a couple flakes in his mind. And I don't know. I just always think of that story. So I hope next time you have Pac shuffle into your playlist or see a reference to him, uh, maybe you'll think about that four block path of unconscious, unknowing bystanders, just collateral damage to the losses of the world. As you go through the holiday season, keep your chin up. Because, hey, as long as you're more hinged than unhinged, and as long as you don't have any more than four blocks worth of 
mollywopped individuals in your path, then you're doing pretty good. So hang in there. We're about to get into the episode wrapping freestyle. Uh, I've made some edits, some note cards, which you can see on the Instagram at Boothin underscore pod. If you enjoy this pod, uh, feel free to subscribe. I'll talk a little more after this, but we're going to get into it with a little 8-bit samplage and a little Boothin freestyle. So thank you for tuning in to Boothin Quad Zip 7, snapping all day. Boothin. Hey. Open up with a little spittle. A question unanswered might have been a riddle. It's y'all, y'all, and I'm boothin'. I play bass, not the fiddle, but they say the strides and effects stuck you in the middle. It's the story of that dude named Knowledge that I met in college. He used to say he's a baller or a baller. Like college, it's snaps for days. He's snapping all day. I gave him a ride to the teeter, and he tried to ride the wave. I wanna have it made, but honestly, I feel awkward with this cast on shade. I went to Chapel Hill, it ain't a tough town, but he was snapping up and down Franklin Street, up and down. Thoughts at the bottom of a barrel full of substance, he would drown. They try to tell me that I take this flow out to town or out to dinner. I'm Stephen King, but the fat flows from a fat-headed man never gonna really get thinner. So I'm stuck up in your mental like the remnants of a splinter. Fake it till you make it. Make it, then you bake it. Or bake it, or eat it raw. Man, what am I saying? I'm not a Quaker. That means I'm not peaceful. But I'll run from conflict eastward. To the coast till I get up in the ocean spitting potent lines Air biscuits in the air and it's no crime I said the rhyme but I didn't really do it And I'm ill on Chapel Hill so the beans gonna get spilled Compression of time stretches across the cost Of everybody who understands I'm no boss Or employee But I'm employing rhyme technical Foreign files uh. It doesn't have to make the most of sense But with permission, I'm gonna pay my rent And get bent with the flow Bent for the show The showtime starts at 9 But at 9.05, you're like, where'd he go? The blink of an eye The wink of my path I'm looking to the future While staring at my Backwards backpack in the path that I left behind Cause that's that last act that I acted in Three blocks of bodies, Pac might have died, who knew how he got it? That day back in the mid-90s had me wondering if I'm gonna grow up and be grimy. A legend in the making, a legend for the taking, like 224 natural ices, icing making, icing on the caking, caking that I'm not. I wish I had a lot of... Well, I'm cool without the guap Cause I got these skills behind me So they gotta ask me if I'm gonna keep on rhyming I rhyme, rhyming, with rhyming like 20 times in this freestyle But I guess till that moment's over where we are Wild strides in effect, erase me from your mental I'm like lentil bean to the soup They say I'm gassed up, spitting the truth When I'm boothing inside all of your booth They're gonna ask me what the heck you gonna do I say all I know, bad rapping 
since eight years old. Slim Shady LV in my auditory olfactory senses smell pretty good, and I knew it was gold. So when it comes to me and you, I moisture your mold. There's a bowl of salt, I'm a grain of rice, and I keep it nice. Tell me once, I'ma tell you twice. If you do it thrice, quad time, quad zip seven is the episode. Until then, we gotta go. Because I'm feeling kinda broke So when it comes to the freestyle Hope I never choke Bob Hope to these millennial boomer types Make me wonder why they're soft baby wipes Ain't nothing to scoff at But they're bad for skeptics So until a septic system Is hit with skeptics I'm trying to think of how to come in hard When it comes to the swear jar, I got no pennies, but my flow's been replenished, so I got plenty and I'm in it. Boothin. Thank you for tuning into episode seven of Boothin. This episode is called Snappin' All Day. If you enjoy what you've listened to, uh, please rate and review in the iTunes store. Uh, most of you listen through Spotify, so a great way to spread the word about this podcast is just to share it in your Instagram uh, story. And that way, just with a quick tap, people can get to the content. Uh, it'd mean a lot to me. Thank you for your time. Thank you to Grikinian Hip Hop Beats for that uh, freestyle instrumental. And thank you to Whiskey for the intro music to the show. You can find links to both of their websites in the show notes underneath here. Thank you to RJ Hauser for the artwork. And most importantly, thank you to you. Because without you, I'd just be an even crazier person talking into a microphone that might as well not be plugged in. So let's keep it moving along and let's keep on boothing.